This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cesario back here for another week of 90 Day Fiancé here. Back with Mr. 90 Day Fiancé. Here he is. It's Puya Sammy Kelly. Puya, how are you? Rob, how can I be anything but just amazing when I'm here talking to the North Carolina version of Bruce Willis? Very excited (laughs) to be here today. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh wow. Uh what a weird week of uh 90 day fiance. Oh yeah. It's been wild, Rob. Wild is putting it mildly. Oh my god. All right. We have a lot to talk about. Uh some of it's serious, some of it is just wild. I'm looking at you, Gino. Uh, I feel like that this was a week where I feel like that uh, some of the perceptions of like who is right and who is wrong in these relationships has radically changed. Uh, we might have to update the power rankings uh, this week of who most likely couples to stay together. But Puya, before we get into all that, how are you? I'm doing good, Rob. It's been it's been honestly it has been a lot with the 90 day, but then. This week, uh, the single life had their first part of the tell all, and it might be my favorite tell all of the franchise so far. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually wanted to text you and recommend you watch it oh. because it's worth it. Yeah, I'd love to check that out. Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Just uh, jump in and talk about uh, look at the tell all here of 90 Day of the Single Life. So look for that update from Puya on 90 Day the Single Life at the end of this podcast, uh, where uh, you'll get uh, more than a few uh, great updates about all of that. But I guess why don't we start with some news uh, this week uh, where, you know, you never really want to make headlines uh, when you're in 90 Day Fiance. No, 99% of the time, it's going to end badly for you, and it's not a good news article. And uh, this one definitely takes the cake. Yeah, okay, so uh, this made the rounds uh, this week uh, all over the news. A 90-day fiancé Alina has uh, been fired by TLC over uh, some uh, racist uh, social media posts uh, that she had made. That is right. So both on her Facebook and on her Instagram, people have found posts from around the 2014-2015 era um, of her using some not-so-good language, making some not-so-nice remarks um, of, of, you know, a variety of different ways. And TLC said, no, we're not going to keep this. We're not going to have this happen. So she has been let go. Now... What that really means is important here because 
obviously she was on this episode that we're going to talk about. So she's still here. Yeah, she was on the episode. No card, no sort of like disclaimer on the bottom of the screen. So uh, it seems like that they are not doing anything with her moving forward. But I feel like that we're getting the uh, end of whatever her story is uh, with her and Caleb. Right. So the spokesperson for TLC has talked to TMZ about this and they've told them that she will not appear on the tell all. So no Alina and Caleb on the tell all. That's already done. Uh, She will not be not even Caleb. That could happen, but I can't imagine they they want her even brought up if they're going to remove her completely. He might be there, for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, she will not be on any f- for, uh, future seasons of any of the franchise's shows. And then also, starting next month, she will not appear on this show. So I imagine they have a couple of edited episodes in the can, one of them which we saw today. And then in a couple episodes, I don't think we're going to see them again. So I don't know if they're going to be able yeah. to conclude their story or not. That no just idea. seems weird to me that she's on the show now. And then at some point uh, they're going to pull her. Like, I understand, okay, we're not going to do anything new with her, but it just seems weird. Like uh, if, if you're not going to have her on the show later, then, mm. you know, why not pull her now? Right. And I think, I think ultimately this was, if I'm trying to read it, I think TLC's trying to get ahead of the post because obviously these posts started flooding everywhere and they are just too big and too horrible to overlook. So they thought we can't just be like, all right, from next time she won't be on like from next season, they tried to kind of do the half measure where, all right, we're getting rid of her sometime this season so that they know we're serious. And then she just won't be there moving forward either. They, I think they felt like if they just removed her from future seasons, it doesn't look like they're taking action. Yeah. Also, uh, seemingly no remorse from Alina uh, when she had been uh, approached about uh, these past social media posts. Oh, have you seen her comment on these? Because I would like to hear what they're what what she's been saying. Uh, I just uh, that I don't like there was no apology uh, no. from Alina on her end of, and who knows if that changes anything, uh, but she did not uh, seem to be somebody who seemed uh, overly apologetic about uh, making uh, these uh, v- very offensive posts. Yeah, no, I haven't seen her say anything. I feel like that would have ended up on the Reddit. I did not see anything on the Reddit. And uh, ultimately, um, Alina, bye-bye. You know, it, we'll talk about you today. We'll talk about you until you're gone. But then once you're gone, I'm happy to you know move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I do think that Caleb had made a comment where he thought that this is not the kind of person that she is. All right, Caleb, stand down. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just yeah. don't talk. He should not talk at all. Like, I feel like he'd be in a better spot if he just kept the silence. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, so that that's the that's the real world news with uh, Caleb and Alina. Um I know it's a weird pivot, but I guess we should talk about them on the show. Let's let's get them out of the way um, and then we can get on to uh, bigger and and worse things because, you know, it's 90 day. All the couples have problems. Yes. Okay. Uh, so with Caleb and Alina, you know, it was, you know, more of the same that Caleb is really using the she lied to me thing to sort of like make this the wedge issue that's ultimately going to uh, split them up. Which should be a surprise to none of us. Um, Caleb does give me the I'm going to use this as ammunition for later. And the, the first scene immediately is him talking about how he feels like he can't really trust her now because he found this secret out. And then on top of that, 
It took Elijah forcing her to tell him. So he doesn't feel like she would have necessarily told him. But also, Elijah's about to leave, Rob. But uh, Caleb says, listen, I'm going to hit the gym. You do what you're going to do. We need this time separate. And then she goes over to Elijah's room. Yeah. She goes to hang out with Elijah. Elijah is wearing just a wild suit. Um, Of course, I guess that Elijah that, you know, this is classic Elijah because even uh, Caleb is going to mention his suitcase. You got such a tiny suitcase, man. Yes, tiny suit, but how many fierce and powerful outfits? How many fierce and powerful outfits? Uh, I guess uh, too many to count. Many, many outfits. Yeah, he was wearing like the, um, is it the clueless suit? <laughs> like the, the, the yellow and uh, black. What is this pattern, Rob? You're good with patterns. Yeah, well, it was plaid, uh, but sort of like uh, yellow and black. Like this would be pretty awesome if you were going to go to like a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers tailgate, I think. Uh, just <laughs> like. Uh, Definitely the fanciest person at the tailgate party wearing this suit. But the color mm-hmm. scheme does match. Yeah. Okay. So uh, basically, you know, um, he's leaving. Caleb is excited to see him go. Uh, He's trying to do some damage control. But don't forget, you know, he was the one throwing all these grenades uh, last night trying to blow up this whole thing. Yeah, he's the snitch. He's messy. We know this. Um, But, you know, he's trying to extinguish it. He's trying to extinguish it. But I don't think it's going to give a lot. He gets Caleb to help him with his suitcase, even though it's a it's a tiny suitcase. You'd think that, uh, that he wouldn't need that much help. Uh, but he gets Caleb to help him get downstairs and get down to the cab. Basically, Elijah tells uh, Caleb that Alina is a queen and should be treated as one. Uh, that is debatable. Uh, very much so, mm-hmm. Elijah. Mm-hmm. You're on the wrong side for this one. Yeah, yeah. Come get your girl, Elijah. Uh, also, uh, he gives us uh, some other parting wisdom to Caleb. Don't be a dick, Caleb. Bye. <laughs> put that, and someone should, you know, cross stitch that and put it in their wall. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, Caleb says, all right, he's going to get a chance to, to know Alina now. Yeah. Now they're going to have, what, about a week or so, just the two of them. I mm-hmm. think he thinks that this will be a great time for them to finally see where this is going. Mm hmm. And Caleb is going to talk to his friend on uh, Zoom. His friend says, give it some more time. You'll know at the end of the week. Who would have thought someone in in Caleb's ecosystem would be a regular person? But this guy, Luke, pretty much said, listen, you still have time. I think this time will be good for you to find out if this is something you want to pursue long term or not so much. And that seems to have worked for Caleb yeah. because Caleb's whole thing was like, well, she didn't tell me this thing. And the guy was like, that doesn't matter. Just give it this week yeah. and find out. I mean, this was the original plan. You're going to get together yeah. and then you'll know if you're going to do something more. Uh, and Alina was sort of like, uh, you know, hey, when, when are we going to decide? Uh, but uh, like, I think that Caleb found his North Star again. Like, yes, that's right. I was going to I was going to see if I like her at the end of the week. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where they go, Rob, because um the first activity they're going to do without Elijah in the country is they're going to go to a traditional Turkish bathhouse. Yeah. Okay. So I had never seen what this is like at the uh, Turkish bathhouse. I can say probably not for me. I don't think I would I'm good. enjoy it either. I know it's supposed to make you feel relaxed. I feel like it'd make me feel more tense. Yeah, I think it would definitely make me feel more tense. Uh, I don't need anybody scrubbing me. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm okay with with scrubbing myself. Don't pour water on me. 
if the water's warm, I can imagine that feels good. But then also they've got like the towels on. So it's like, you know, it's like if you jump in a pool with a t-shirt, like mm-hmm. that doesn't feel great. So mm-hmm. I was like, there's going to be moments of this I'm not going to like. Yeah. So didn't seem that appealing to me. Caleb says that this is the reset and the recentering that we needed for this relationship. The tarot cards did tell him that that mm-hmm. morning Rob, after the gym. Yeah. And then they go and have not Turkish coffee, Turkish tea. And mm-hmm. basically um, they sort of like have a little bit of a thaw after the uh, previous uh, conflict. But all, all in all, this was kind of like a nothing burger episode for Caleb and Alina. Yes, which I would love to find out or, you know, maybe solve. Was this a post news editing job that gave them less content or was this always the planned content and we're kind of ending up in the nothing burg anyway? Well, what do you, do you think that maybe there was more of like a hero Alina storyline? Like, I can't imagine uh, what what we could have lost. No, because that's the whole thing, right? Is that once Elijah leaves, the drama kind of leaves because Elijah's the one throwing the truth bombs. But then also, I feel like the only thing they really have to be cross about each other is this news of, oh, I used to live with an ex-boyfriend. And that already they talked about at the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think that might be it. Did we even see them in the next time on? Uh, in the next time on, we did not okay, see, so I no, we did gonna, see them. We did see them. We did see them. Yes. Uh, they're going to be having the, do you want to be exclusive with me? Talk exclusive. So, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that, that's the Caleb and Alina of it all. Um, it. Well, should we have a, a, a palate cleanser? Oh yeah. Who's going to clean your palate? Uh, I have to talk about Gino and Jasmine. We've got a lot with Kimberly and Usman. Uh, I think they had four segments uh, in this episode tonight. It was a very Mm -hmm. unbalanced episode. So much of uh, Kimberly and Usman. And we checked in with Ella briefly. We had Memphis and Hamza on the bye week this week. So it's a lot of Kimberly and Usman in this episode. But we did check in with Gino and Jasmine, who seemingly... We're on a good trajectory uh, in this episode because they were going to go to San Jose Island, the paradise. Oh, and Rob, it looked great. So first off, they it's been a week now that they've been together. They're going to go for that uh, expensive trip. Remember that um, uh, Jasmine made him finance yep. to make it up to her for no presents. And then. Rob, we got to see the top of Gino's head. We got to see the top of Gino's head. It's it's not that bad. I'm telling you, you are Michigan version of Bruce Willis, right? The Michigan version of Bruce Willis. Hey, you know, listen, that's not the worst Chiron you could get. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like Bruce Willis now. That might be a little worse then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe she should have specified the yeah. year. Not, that like, been not like diehard Bruce Willis. Like, no, like the roast of Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Like 2022 Bruce Willis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2022 Michigan Bruce Willis. Yes. If that was a, if there was a Bruce Willis impersonation contest in Michigan, he'd get third place. Like imagine Bruce Willis now and then imagine uh, the Michigan version of that. Although, you know, I bet, you know, we have a lot of Michigan listeners, I bet. I bet. Did they take offense to that? I don't know. Let us know. If you are from Michigan, would you claim Gino as your go-to poster child for the Bruce Willis impersonation? Not the, not anymore. Oh, not this me. week. No, not any week, but this week especially. Um, mm-hmm. Rob, they took a they so this island is what about fifty miles off the coast of Panama, 
and they took a very little plane, like three people plane. Yeah. Would you ever get in a plane like that? I think I have, you know, uh, like uh, heading to Survivor stuff. Like, I don't think that that would necessarily uh, like uh, make me geek out too much. Mm, I'd be nervous, but I'm also nervous in regular flights. So that's nothing new. Yeah, I wouldn't listen. It wouldn't be my ideal way to spend an afternoon, but I think I would do it to go to San Jose Island. I mean, it looked beautiful, Rob. Mm -hmm. It it had local birds. Yeah. Um, it was great. So Jasmine is just very appreciative and happy. And this is like a whole new chapter for Gino and Jasmine. It seems like that Jasmine has been doing some self-reflection. She says, thank you for this. Uh, you know, she's um, saying that every day their bond has been growing. She's been concerned that maybe their relationship was too fragile. And it was wild to see this, Rob, because Jasmine, up until this point, we've noticed has a big temper, is getting very upset about like very little things, but she somehow realized that she was doing that. She's Mm -hmm. basically telling us that being here is going to allow her to meditate and review her bad behavior towards him. Yes. Okay. So whole new Jasmine, she um, then is like uh, feeling like she's trying to save the relationship. So, okay. So then a couple of days have passed, I guess. And Jasmine has gotten some information that's concerning and i'm like okay here we go this is uh jasmine's about to be unhinged off the handle what did what did gino do now what did he do did he did did he uh ask for a napkin from a waitress uh what 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 little thing did gino do that's about to make her lose her mind Big same. I thought, okay, well, that was a fun, like, 12 hours of calm. That's gone now. She's going to be overreacting over something. I wouldn't classify this under overreacting. So let's find out what it was. So she says that she, you know, is very happy as a couple. But Mm -hmm. she got a message from Gino's ex uh, that said, you were communicating uh, with her. Now, obviously, Gino, I know this must be a mistake. She's trying. She's jealous of me. She's trying to create something when there's not. So I blocked her immediately. And I, I knew she she must be lying because you would never be communicating with your ex. And Gino looked like Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> in that court case, sweating it out. Could is like blinking wildly. Like Gino could not have been more suspect after these comments. Sus, sus. Yeah. Okay. So you saying that Gino is a good person to invite to play a goose goose duck? Oh, for me, yeah. I will read him like a book. It would be very good. Ma- bring him on. We'll bring him on for Patron Mafia. We'll see how he sweats yeah. it out there. And Jasmine. Uh, you know, not exactly a FBI profiler. Uh, she says, "Uh, why do you look at me that way, Gino? Are you nervous?" Your face has changed. <laughs> and that's putting it lightly. His, like he was a different person after she finished talking. Mm-hmm. He was in such a bad spot. And yeah. she basically asked him, so just be honest with me. I'm giving you one chance to be honest with me. Were you texting her? Yeah. And yeah, yes, I, I just wanted to let her know that I, I met the girl of my dreams like, oh, well, that's kind of romantic. That's nice. You know, it's like I've met kind someone. Of, kind of romantic. Yeah. How like, many days ago, Rob? It, it, I mean, not not that long ago. It was like uh, like two or three days ago. <laughs> Gino, on this trip? You're with the woman of your dreams. Why are you texting your ex right now? Why? After, and you know, 
that Jasmine is going to check the phone, why on earth would you would you open up communicate? Like I, I thought that maybe okay, this was a, a few weeks. I mean, that's not uncommon for like exes to have some kind of a uh, open line of communication. I don't know, maybe yeah. they they do they have a like a mutual friend or uh you know a, a pet from the relationship. Like this is <laughs> not crazy. Gino did not seem to be on bad terms with his ex. Not crazy to think that he would be in communication with her, but at two to three on this trip, Puya, that seems a little wild. That is not, no, I 100% the minute I heard the, the words two or three days ago thought, Oh yeah, you messed up big time. Cause yes. first of all, like everything you said is true. Yeah. A lot of people can have open lines of communication. It's completely normal. If your partner doesn't approve, then it makes it a bit of a, you have to decide what the compromise is. That's all fine. Whatever. But then on this trip, while your partner's there, yeah. of course they're going to feel some type of way about it. Like, you're together. You're texting someone else. So Jasmine no, no, no. learns, okay, two to three days ago, she says, that's it. Now, she was trying to send me something else. I wonder if Jasmine was slow playing this. I wonder if this was sort of like a Columbo thing where she actually, like, had all of the information. And it was just like, all right, let me just, like, uh, oh, yeah, well, one more thing. I'm going to unblock the phone and see. Because if you're Gino at this moment, yeah. when you hear she's trying to send me something else, but I blocked her immediately because I, was, I didn't want to see what she had to say. So, and you're like, Gino, whoo, whoo. <laughs> that was close. All right, never unblock her, okay? She says, oh, only two to three days ago? Okay, I, I must unblock her and find out what, what it was she was trying to send me. Yeah, I'm not really in the business of blocking people and then unblocking them and continuing to chat with them. So I'm curious if the technology permits you to see old messages that someone was in the middle of sending um, because that's what she said was how she was like, she was typing and I blocked her because I didn't want to hear what she had to say. So did the message send and she was able to still see it? I think I'm more inclined to believe that she slow played this, Rob. I yeah. think she collected the evidence mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. led led uh, old Gino out, yeah. uh, entrapped him, and then now has the smoking gun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Gino, Gino tells us in his confessional. I think I made a big mistake. <laughs> you think? Do you, do you think so, doctor? <laughs> Do you think so? Oh, God. What a brilliant, brilliant yeah. idiot. Yes. Uh, he wishes he could take it all back because. Well, Rob, then he says this. And I thought, what did you message her? Mm-hmm. What was this? Yes. Um. So Jasmine, very alarmed, says, did you send her naked pictures of me? End of episode. <laughs> <laughs> What a cliffhanger. Gino, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you an idiot? This Are man you a moron? has a death wish, Puya. This man wants to die. I think so. What is what in what context does the do you send those? And then just period. That's what I want to know. Like what is there's no context where that is the appropriate next message you send your ex. I made a big mistake. It, big is putting it lightly, Sir Gino. It's a jumbo size mistake. So, like, and that's it. I, I'm out. We're out on Gino. Team Jasmine all the way. This oh, man yeah. is a moron that needs to be on the tightest leash ever. She mm-hmm. needs to be checking his phone every every single minute. 
He is not. He should not be talking to anybody. He should mm-hmm. not be looking at the waitress. He's, <laughs> he should. He should uh, at all times. He should never be talking to his ex. He needs to get rid of all of her stuff. The, what I I think he's trying to get back with his ex. Puya. I think he's like, hey, check out look look what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the line he's walking, and you know, everything Jasmine has been doing this season becomes confirmed in this one little exchange. It's over for him. Yeah. How can she trust this guy? It's like those TikToks where they say, like, uh, show me what you're effing and then effing stupid, Gino. (laughs) That's what you should be. That's what you're showing people. Yeah. In the TikTok stitch, it's a poster of Dumb and Dumber. And it's just two Genos on that poster. It's I'm baffled by this behavior. And I don't understand, you know. I just don't understand how he's going to defend himself because there's nothing he can say to defend himself. The next time on just shows them fighting, which will be fun for us to cover. Mm-hmm. But he has no leg to stand on from where I'm looking at this. I mean, is, is Gino tr- attempting to like pull a Tariq and uh, like uh, bring like a third person into this relationship with with Jasmine? Because if he is, that uh, the <laughs> is even dumber than we thought. Yeah, this is not a minty. Like, you can't minty this situation. That's just simply not going to happen. Um, the other question, Rob, is, is he trying to get out of this relationship? Did he know all of these? I still feel like no, because that's, that's like 40 be chess. That, yeah, that's like, is, I, he's not capable. If I say, if I send my ex the pictures of, of Jasmine, then she'll send them to Jasmine. And then, I, and then but you'll be dead, but you'll be dead, Gino. So there, there's no way out there. I just, how does, like, First of all, if you're getting nudes from someone, you do not send those nudes to other people. That was for you and you only. The least you could do. Yeah. Like, that's common courtesy. Mm -hmm. But then to send them to your ex, I, you know, you talked about 4D chess. I'm thinking negative 3D chess because it just makes no no sense to me. There's no logic here. It just, I don't get it. Yeah. The Gino, I don't know what you were trying to pull here, but that's it. I I think this is, uh, I, I don't know how Gino comes back from this. It's over. It's over. Unless she agrees to take him back, she will put even more restrictions on him. Yeah. Okay. And that's the only way. What trip does Gino need to buy (laughs) to make up for this one? So a no Christmas present or an electric toothbrush for a Christmas present equaled a $2,500 jaunt to San Jose Island. What is the uh, makeup present for this one? Um, she buys him. Uh, he buys her a country and names it after her. That's like the mm-hmm. only thing. Even then, it might be a problem. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, Rob, this is a point of no return. I don't think he can salvage this. I think they might get like knocked down into the barrel of the uh, the power rankings here. It's not good. Yeah. I, I don't think they're at the bottom. Like, I, I still think that there's a better chance of them uh, staying together than like uh, Kimberly and Usman. <laughs> but, oh, <laughs> but, yeah. but that being said, um, you know, I, I don't see how uh, this is this Gina Jasmine comes back from this. No, no. Um, earlier in the episode, he showed us his head. End of the episode, he showed his whole ass, Rob. Showed his whole that's, ass. That's it. I mean, the fact that he sends it to the like honestly like it, had he like sent it to like he had a buddy and he sent like uh, did you send these photos to your friend uh, and maybe there's a world where Jasmine is like kind of flattered 
that like, uh, oh, he thinks I'm so hot. He sends a picture. But the fact that this is Jasmine, that he sent it to his ex-wife, right. who she hates, who she has been going off is a, is a stupid moron, who she hates <laughs> is a stupid B word. And he defends her. And then to find out the ultimate betrayal. That uh, not only is he talking to her, he's sending her nude photos to the ex-wife. That's it. Yeah. And like, you know, we talked about the whole like, oof, like, you know, you're so happy with what you have. You want to like show it to the world. You want to flaunt it. Why? Like, didn't have to be nudes. You could have sent like a regular photo. So mm-hmm. I don't understand this at all. Now, there is a small chance we get into the next episode and it starts with, no, I didn't send her nudes. She's lying to you. And then it is a lie, potentially. That's There's a chance there, but it's Gino. No. So it it's definitely, more likely it, it, that he like did. He knew immediately before she even said what it was. I think she made a big mistake. <laughs> he said he would take it back if he could. So I don't know. Uh, like, did he like, uh, like... He did some. He did something. Like he didn't like. Uh, like seem like. Um, yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, then also to look at it with the ex. You know, he's been very much defending this ex for a long time. I don't think the relationship with the ex is good at all. If the ex is reaching out to to Jasmine. So well, maybe maybe the ex is like, hey, nobody gets in between me and my man. Oh God. If this is this is your man, this is this is who you want. This is who you sleep with. This is who you lay with. Lay with, yeah. Stop it. It's Gino. It's Gino. Gino. The dude dude toothbrush gifts you. Stop. This is not worth it. Yeah. Any of you? Yeah. Okay. Michigan Bruce Willis. I think not. Yeah. Your your title's been revoked, sir. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. I'm still recovering from Gino and Jasmine. All right. Now, who do we go to next to clean okay. this right. palette? So, I, okay. I, I think what we should do is um, let's save Kimberly and Usman for last. Okay. Um, let's take a break. Let's come back with Mike and Jimena and talk about what's going on there. And uh, we'll talk about a proposal coming up for Jimena. Will she accept TBD. We'll talk about that right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Puya. Let's talk about Mike and Jimena. And um, this was a kind of an up and down week with Mike and Jimena. Yeah, there were highs, there were lows, there was doubt, there was positivity. And ultimately, we did kind of leave it there in a cloud of, I don't know. That's how the episode ended for them. But there was a lot of ground to cover because I think after Kim and Usman, they got the most features this episode. 
Yeah. And so there were moments where it seemed like, like, okay, well, now I'm starting to feel like that they, they have a real shot, Mike and Jimena, because <laughs> we started off not great when Mike blew his nose in the back of the taxi or the Uber and then tried to put the snotty tissue like into a, uh, his backpack or something. No, into the pocket, like the pouch and the behind the seat, the driver's seat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which like. <laughs> Common sense tells you, you don't do that, sir. What do you, why? Yes. Okay. And so she d- is not happy with that. And she tells uh, Mike, what are you doing? And the, the, luckily the driver has like a, a garbage bag and he mm-hmm. gives it to Mike. Now, Mike says that, okay, the part of the reason why he is uh, like this is because that he has ADHD, uh, which, you know, uh, sometimes he forgets to, do these things and so okay well i thought this was like an interesting wrinkle here okay at least he has some sort of an explanation and i thought for a second jimena was going to go down the like uh since when did you have this this is not like uh i wasn't sure if jimena was like versed in you know uh adhd and what and what it was but i was actually surprised that she was like very like oh okay well at least there's a reason yeah, I think she definitely toyed with that idea for a little bit because she does. This does end up moving them over to her saying, OK, no more secrets from now on. So she took it as he's being secretive about himself and he didn't share, mm-hmm. uh, which he does say, you know, I was worried. So I didn't share. But I think she accepted it. I think she um, um, uh, sympathized with him there uh, because, you know, ultimately, even the episode starts with Mike saying, you know, she's faulting me for things that aren't that bad, per se. So I think she realizes that some of these things aren't the worst things, aren't deal breakers, but they're hard for her to overlook. But she's sympathizing with him the way he's sympathizing with her that she, okay, I know she's cleaner than I am. She's more tidy than I am, more organized. So I need to get to her level or find a middle there. Yeah, she's going to help him uh, with with this. I thought that was kind of a sweet moment. Uh, Mike, he's for, you know, all of his flaws, which Amanda could tell you all about. Uh, He is trying. Uh, he's working on a dinner, Puya. What did you think about um, spaghetti and cheesy sauce and cheese sauce? You know, somewhere out there, Boston Rob turned off his TV at 8 o'clock, 8.30, and was like, this is embarrassing. Hey, Mike, don't come back to Boston. <laughs> we don't want yeah, you. It, it looked underwhelming, is to put it nicely. It yeah. looked very much bland. But then apparently it was also uncooked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not great. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Yeah. I mean, you want it, uh, I think, al dente if if you're going uh, full penne. Uh, but this was spaghetti, right, Puya? This was spaghetti. Um, I guarantee you there was no penne afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mena is <laughs> saying to the kids, like, no, don't eat it. You'll get sick. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. And then she tells us, yeah, um, I don't want diarrhea, so I'm not going to eat this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a sin. She said also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do hate uh, undercooked pasta. It It's awful. It's awful. But also yeah. he said cheesy sauce. He said cheese sauce. I didn't see any of that. I, yeah. it, it looked like it was just plain spaghetti. Yeah, I don't know what the cheesy sauce was. Maybe they saw some of the peasant cheese uh, left over. But I, I've been in this situation where uh, the, the first lady of podcasting, uh, you know, and, and she, look, she has her talents. Uh, but um, 
she she cooked has cooked uh pasta and uh-huh. like it is is not cooked uh and like I'm sort of in this position like well um do I say do I say something mm-hmm. um or because of, like I like I'm just kind of like scared I don't want to say it's like like I fear right. for my life uh or like what could I what could I do here? Because it's like, uh, this is like pasta is not cooked all the way. So if I was in your position, like mm-hmm. if I was in the same spot, mm-hmm. I think I would just eat it. Cause I wouldn't want to be the one to say anything. I think I would firm it. Um, unless it's chicken, then it's a different situation. I, I if the chicken's not cooked, I'm not doing it. Now, this was pasta. Uh, this yeah. is the pasta situation that, uh, that I've been in. Uh, I've tried to like then I try to like put it in the microwave and then hope that that like sort of <laughs> like it. does the does the trick. It doesn't really work. No, no, it does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta like yeah. put chew it and yeah. then try and get. Yeah, I, it. And, I, and I mean, and and you know, the what I, what I've learned is uh, you just have to eat it and hope you don't die. <laughs> I mean, that, ideally, ideally, that's the and that's the that's best. The that, that, what I've learned is the best outcome is just to eat it and hope you don't get uh, the, the the diarrhea. Like, yeah, I, man, I, I, if I was if I'm the one who made it and, and Liana's sitting there and she eats it, I get very much sad if she will critique it and it's not good. So mm-hmm. I feel but I but it's Liana. She will always be honest with me. So she'll be like, this is not cooked. I'm like. Well, I just spent like an hour and a half doing this. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes me sad, but okay. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, Negative points for Mike. <laughs> okay. So he's going to just work on the cleaning. He And he said that he said that he should focus on the cleaning more so because he picked up what she was putting. He's like, Oh, I think based on how much is left in these plates, they were not really feeling it, mm-hmm. which fair. Okay. All right. So Mike, he is going to meet up with him and his dad who has not been a fan of Mike. No, no. He um, was very much doubting Mike when he first met him. And now they're going to have a one on one to kind of discuss his intentions with his daughter. Yeah, he says, uh, Mike, I'm not 100 percent convinced about you. I don't know what your intentions are. Um, And uh, Mike, I don't think was prepared for a quiz at all. At all. Um, He's like, yeah, I, you know, I really like your daughter. Like, Well, do you know everything about my daughter? Yes. He's like, what's her favorite color? Pink. Nope, it's black. Eh. All right. <laughs> what's her favorite food? And yeah, okay, Mike was I have Mike's tripping. answer here. Uh, all right, Mike. What what is Jimena's favorite food? Anything with meat in it? Anything with meat in it. Uh, I mean, that was a pretty wide net he casts. I mean, if you go vague enough, you're fine. Um, it, that covers steak. That covers mm-hmm. meatballs. That covers like stew. It covers everything, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the answer? No, please not stew. I know you're against it. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What is Jimenez's favorite food? Do we know? Do we know? I don't think so. Maybe it was anything with meat in it. Maybe he's like, okay. He got one right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You nailed that one. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Um, you haven't learned Spanish. Yeah. And and these aren't big asks from her dad. I don't think he wants her to learn Spanish so that he can communicate with his grandchildren and with his daughter. But one thing that keeps, uh, keeps being brought up in this conversation is that the dad, the dad does commend 
uh, Mike for having won the affection of the grandkids. The grandkids mm-hmm. love him. Yeah. I mean, Mike would be like a perfect Manny for Jimena. Have they thought about that? Like, could Mike potentially be, although he's not very good at cleaning, uh, right. but as far as, so, as far as what of a babysitting, I think he'd be a good babysitter. I like, think that we can assure. Yeah. I mean, if Mike could come in and sort of like babysit, um, uh, Harold and, and Juan, uh, then, and Jimena could like see other people. I mean, I think this would kind of be the best case scenario. Yeah. And all he has to do is order a pizza and mm-hmm. he's kind of sorted there with the food as well. Yeah. I think he would flourish. He would. Uh, he wants dad's blessing to marry Jimena. Yeah. So I felt like based on where the conversation was going, I didn't expect him to ask that, but yeah. he did. He did. And the tiebreaker for the dad ultimately is you've won the affection of my grandkids. So I give you my blessing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not for anything. Uh, it's not like that. Uh, Jimena is bringing home any other winners. Right. And based on the last couple of people. Yeah. Mike out here looking like Prince Charm. Yeah. Dad is like, uh, so, okay. Uh, I gave you the quiz. One. Other, so are you, are you trying to murder uh, my daughter? No. Okay. All right. So you're the best in a while. <laughs> the Not kids perfect. like you. Right. Right. Are you currently in jail? No. Okay. All right. That's another point for you, Mike. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, you're here. That's another point. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, it's like he went into a job interview where he was battling for the same job against like four candidates and three of them didn't have resumes. So he just kind of by default is the best choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> um, the dad says, OK, fine. Uh, you're good, good enough that, uh, you know, you're a good person. Uh, fine. You can marry him. Anna. All right. So I thought this was actually a very sweet scene and I don't really get the, you know, too like sappy about watching these, but Mike on the playground uh, with Harold and Juan and uh, Mike uh, asking them if they wanted him to be uh, their dad. I thought this was like a, actually like a very sweet scene for 90 day fiance. Yeah. Mike, any scene that Mike's been with the kids, like the dad is not wrong. He has fully won the affection of the kids, but he's so sweet with them too. And they are very much like accepting of him and love him. And it is very nice to see, especially again, in a sea of people and situations where everyone's just trying to out worse each other. This was actually pretty sweet to see. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Especially when um, I think it was uh, Harold. He didn't quite understand what Mike was asking at first. But then when he talked about in the confessional about how Mike asked if I wanted to be his son and I don't have a dad is like uh, that. It got me. Yeah. The tears. The tears were starting, Rob. I, I was feeling very much everything there. Okay. All right. So do you think, though? Was this wrong uh, in any way to before he asks Jimena um, to ask the kids, do you want me to be your dad? Uh, Because I I didn't get the sense that the kid said no, he was going to not propose. But I think it's kind of like a little bit of a gray area to dangle that in front of the kids before their mom is saying yes. It's it's you're trying to like, you know, um, kind of be a little heavy handed, put your finger on the scale a little bit, because once the kids think it's going to happen, like like, mom, please, can you marry Mike? Yeah. It's a little entrapment Mm -hmm. from Mike, but um, he's trying to, he's trying to, 
you know, tip the scales in his favor as much as he can here before he proposes. I feel like with the he's loading the bases, Rob. He got the dad. He's got the kids. He's Full trying court to press. clean. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And getting ready for a public proposal. Oh, yeah. Very ballsy move from Mike. I think I think, again, if he's being calculated, which based on the stuff we've seen could be. He's a lot less likely to be humiliated by Jimena leaving like the dinner table with mm-hmm. people there, right? Than her saying no in private, potentially. Yeah, because I would be very concerned if I was Mike about a very public humiliation and rejection. Yeah, I would not I would not personally love that at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. So Jimena, that, that, that's it. We're not gonna see Mike again. Uh she's with the family, she's getting made up because Mike wants to take everybody out to a nice dinner. And I think he's cat, leaving tomorrow. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag a little bit, like, oh, nice dinner with everybody. But uh maybe does Mike have a surprise for Jimena? It's definitely not uh, you know, it's one of those things where like the, the surprise is out of the bag at this point because you're in a foreign country and you've left the area alone. That gives me not red flags, but you know, you're you're up to something. Mom figures it out. Mom kind of throws it out there. Yeah. And what did you think of Jimena's approach in response to her mom about whether or not Mike might be proposing? Well, she says to us in confessional, it's sad because this has been a roller coaster. And then she says that, you know, um, you know, Mike is great, but there's also things about Mike that I don't like. And mom's like, Oh, like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, like what like what? He's organized. I don't like that. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, I don't want to be his employee. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think all of uh, Jimena's worry with Mike is that she's going to have like a third son, and I think that's what she doesn't want. It's just like a another messy person to clean up after and have to deal with their nonsense. Hmm. Yeah, and so she doesn't like that he leaves his clothes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's not a big ask. And I think she has said, well, after I brought it up, it's magically gotten better. So I think, again, Mike wants to be with Jimena. Mike will do what he needs to do to keep Jimena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, let's be real. Like uh, Jimena, like the clothes is not the problem. She does not. She does not like Mike like that. Right. Right. Like, like she says, a- oh, it's well, he's he leaves clothes everywhere. I mean, unless he like uh, like takes the dresser and un- and throws every piece of laundry <laughs> on the floor. Like how bad how bad could it be? How much how much clothes does Mike have that this is such an issue? It's like, oh, well, he's great. I would marry him. But he leaves clothes on the floor. Yeah, I feel like their meeting in person didn't keep the same energy as them messaging long distance perhaps like maybe mm-hmm. the chemistry is not all the way there but i think there's still feelings from that long distance thing so part of her wants it to work out but the other part of her is trying to convince herself that it'll work out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so uh, mom is kind of being real practical here they're like but have you thought about how you're gonna pay for the apartment if you don't marry mike yeah well what, what does the finance department mm. say about this potentially yeah like uh have you have you thought that through? Because the clothes doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Combine that with the dad giving his blessing. I think the parents are okay to give her away to Mike. Yes, yes. They're um, but <laughs> Mena says she has a lot of doubts. 
Puya. Now, let me throw out another hypothetical at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is, are, are we in sort of like late stage 90 day fiance? I don't know how long the before the 90 day season lasts. Are we sort of like far enough along where we're at the point where the producers are like, okay, hey, like, don't make this like a slam dunk. You're going to agree to the proposal. Like delay it a little bit, push it so we have. I mean, content. we like we watch, for instance, like Brandon and Julia. Uh, like, uh, like, oh, we're, we're like, I don't know if I'm going to say yes. I don't know if we're going to really go through with this. Like, I mm. mean, that we can't have a 90 day fiance couple that it's just such a slam dunk that everything is going to work out. Fair, I think. So, what's interesting is. Um, Based on where everyone is. So Mike and Jimena, especially, he's leaving the next day. So I imagine we're going to get this episode with the dinner and then the next episode he's leaving. Um, That should make me think that we're closer to the end. But then season two was the last time a season ended around the episode 11 mark. Every other season since then has had at least 13 to 15 episodes. So there should Mm. be more. But I think this might be a shorter season, especially based on the fact that... um, you know, Alina and Caleb, we're not going to get much from this whole Ella and Johnny thing is like undetermined. <laughs> ben and Mahogany is running its course. <laughs> yeah. So this might be or might be getting to the to the final lap here, potentially. Yeah. Do you know, are we taking a, a week off for the Super Bowl also? Uh, that is a great question. I will look that up right now. But if I have to guess, I, I feel would like so. last year we did. Yeah, uh, it so, makes sense. So maybe they're going to like artificially like buy another week uh, there if we don't have the Super Bowl episode. But um, so we sort of leave it as that. OK, Jimena does not know what she would say if Mike is going to pop the question. And I think next week we're going to see Mike pop the question. You don't think so. You don't think it's going to come up? I think no. I think I think next week we're going to see Mike pop the question. Uh, I I don't know what Jimena is going to say. I I think right. Jimena is going. If I had to guess, I think Jimena is going to get the. Can I think about it? Mm, like, can I get back to you on that? Yeah, one? yeah. Oh, mm. I didn't know you were going to do it in front of everybody. Can we, we can we talk about this later? <laughs> um, breaking news: No episode during Super Bowl Sunday. So Feb thirteenth, bye week for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately we love yeah. having a conversation here but yeah i think that's the way they're gonna yes. elongate the season well we do these podcasts on monday so monday is for uh that that's our day that is for our uh you know re- respective wives who we treasure and have to spend the whole day uh with them anyway so that's and, perfect and i mean that monday's valentine's day rob that's what so, i'm yes. saying that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. so we're getting cheese sauce for you liana enjoy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay <laughs> all right um, should we check in with uh, Ben and Mahogany? But th- oh, this yes, is getting please. really sad. <laughs> this is really sad. Like I'm He's having a hard time watching this now. It's not great. It's not great, Rob. So 11 hours later, Ben has arrived to Peru. He's got his bags. They've agreed to meet outside by the taxis. She's not answering her phone. He's still has holding on to that hope. He's waiting. 20 minutes go by. He's waiting. He's outside. He's waiting. He starts crying in the parking lot of this airport of a country that he's never been to. She hasn't showed up. I would feel like such an idiot standing there if I was him. 
This was so uh, depressing to watch uh, that he has a speech that he memorized to tell her and uh, it just keeps getting sadder. I just, my notes are just like, this is very sad. This is very sad. It's like the combination of we knew you were an idiot because it's only been three months of texting. No, like no real calls or anything. But then also you're still a human that traveled across the world and is getting stood up mm-hmm. essentially. It's and like the most... Yeah. yeah, he's getting like indignant. He's like, you know, it's like, you know, after all of the texts and everything that we've been through, like, you know, you would think it would be like a like a human courtesy that like it wouldn't be that big of a deal just to show up and greet me at the airport. I mean, this is like very inconsiderate. I'm like, you don't get it. Ben. <laughs> Be realistic, my man. Be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> he is living in his own world. He really thought that he had something. He believed he had something perfect. Uh, in fact, he has nobody. No one real at all. No. So he eventually, standing in this airport parking lot, decides, you know what? I'm just going to go to the hotel and I'm going to pray. And hopefully I hear from her and we can go from there. And I couldn't believe they squeezed another segment out of this where he gets it gets in the cab and then goes back and he's like talking to the cab. Even the cab driver is like, this is a, well, he's, he's like, no text, no nothing. He's like, yeah, just it's just the weir- yeah. weirdest thing. <laughs> the the cab driver was kind of, you know, playing the role of the psychiatrist and was like, oh, like, is your, is your first time here? He's like, yeah, um, you know, I'm here to meet the love of my life or whatever. He's like, well, have you called her? Have you texted her? Like. He's like, call her? He's like, yeah, call her now. And then he's like, yeah, no text, no call. Her phone's off. And then all you see is in subtitles, the cab driver said, oh, my God. <laughs> the cab driver is like, yeah, this guy's in a, in a world of pain. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the, he's back at the hotel. He's chatting with the producers. Uh, and the producers ask the question that's on everybody's mind. Uh, so, Ben, uh, you dragged us all here to Peru. What do you think the chances are? You know, that maybe mahogany isn't real. Maybe we could just like call it a night here. Uh, what do you think? What, what I mean, is, is there a chance that mahogany is not real? There's a there's a chance. I would say three percent chance, not big, but there's a chance that she is not who she says she is. There's a hundred and three percent chance. Yeah, she's 3%? not percent. Are you kidding me with three percent? Three percent. One percent more than two percent milk. You think, <laughs> idiot? What are you doing? It's so like I want his delusions. I want mm-hmm. that for me. I feel like it would make my life a lot easier and make a lot of stressful things stress free if I've had this kind of confidence. After being stood up and then you've arrived at the airport, you've arrived at the hotel, still no messages. You think three percent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob, I think we found our uh, our our the biggest dummy here. <laughs> I think I think Ben takes the cake. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he's the ninety day fool of the week every week. Uh, I mean, is he worse than Gino? I mean, Gino is is objectionably like uh, as uh, one of our great listeners Phoebe uh, wrote. I knew Gino was dumb. I didn't know he was trash. So Ben's not trash. He's just dumb. Yes, um, he's too good th- for this world. Yeah, he is. 
like, I think he is dumb in the sense that, you know, he's messed up big time here. He's misread the situation. Whereas I feel like Gino's an idiot. Like, there's just a difference between the two. Yeah. One of them is by action. One of them is by, like, you know. Gino's a villain. Uh, ben is just hapless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and he brought it on to himself is the worst part. Like, both of them brought it on to themselves for different reasons. But... His is through him not willing to look at, you know, the fine print, look at the mm-hmm. what's written in front of him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's check in with Ella. Uh, Ella, we got one scene with Ella about uh, what she's off to go do. And uh, Johnny was supposed to go to uh, Dubai and then come to the U.S., but he's worried about getting COVID. Um, Ella tells us that Johnny... He checks off a, a lot of the boxes about uh, what uh, her perfect husband would look like. That's exactly how she phrased it, Rob. That is exactly yeah. how she phrased yeah, it. Yeah, a lot yep. of the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we knew she was salty about him being worried about getting COVID in the States. So she has figured out a potential solution to this. Yeah. And she's on her way to the ranch to tell her parents what this plan is. Okay. And first off, the parents say, look, that that's, uh, you know, unfounded that uh, he has concerns about coming to uh, to McKay here <laughs> that we don't have COVID here. Yeah. We didn't get a new supply of that. Like, we're fine. It's not like mm-hmm. we're in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't catch COVID if you're not in a big city. So apparently not. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ella is going to go meet him, meet Johnny in Dubai. Parents do not like. No. So what's funny is they were giving Johnny all this nonsense of, wow, I can't believe he doesn't want to travel. Like there's nothing here. So she says, I'm thinking of going to Dubai to meet him, meet him halfway kind of situation. And the parents were like, no, 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 no. You don't go to the Middle East now. Here I have mom's quote. Here's uh, Ella. You you can't go to Dubai. I'm not real thrilled with the idea of you going to Dubai because you're going to be by yourself and you're a woman and you're white and you're naive. Yeah, <laughs> by yourself, you're a woman, you're white, and you're naive. Okay, well, I mean... <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I mean, those boxes It got turned into a roast by the end. Yeah, yeah, the dais, uh, your own family, how yeah. does it feel? Yeah, mom was, uh, you know, owning herself, but then also uh, managed to own her daughter at the end. Those are rare sometimes, yeah. Um, so yeah, Ella pretty much gets a stonewalled by her parents being like, we don't approve of this at all. Um, and then like, you have a lot to lose, et cetera. And, and then Ella starts welling up and says, well, if, like, would you, would you take care of me? Like, would you supply for me? If I, if I want to do this, would you, you know, cover the costs if I need it, if anything comes up, if anything happens. And ultimately they say, yes, they would. Now, big question here for us, Rob is, do you think, Ella's going to go to Dubai. And do you think we will see Ella and Johnny meet in this season? I, I do not because uh, I feel like that we are at a point of where, you know, uh, like it feels like that we are maybe closer to the end than we are to the beginning of this season. And I can't see 
us getting a new adventure. And the way that we're sort of like really slow playing like Ella and Johnny, I feel like that we get like one scene from, don't forget Ella didn't even come into the picture until episode four, episode five again. Uh, And then don't forget about Ben also who came in uh, late stage. Uh, I feel like that when that's the case, like uh, I am not optimistic that we are getting any of the uh, screen time together. Right. And and I do I will say the fact that we've seen no footage on any like previews of the season of the two of them together yeah. makes me even further believe that. And I think I I've, I've, I've mentioned this person before but the the David when he went to see the woman he was talking to in Ukraine and then that was a big shock to the world when she was real. I think if anyone's getting that, it's Ben and Mahogany that <laughs> are going to see each other, Whoa. not even wow. Ella and Johnny. And Mahogany's not real, so that's oh my maybe God. all you need to know. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, where uh, Ella is at, and uh, are we are we getting her next week? Uh, we're not getting her next week, but real quick about Ben. So Ben ends up going to San Bartolo, which is the city that. Uh, mahogany's parents live in so he's traveling to her city does any have you seen this woman have you seen let me show you a picture this is the love of my life have you seen her (laughs) her name is mahogany yeah she's very sweet yeah yes Um, yes uh yes i actually i i do know that woman uh yeah i i work for uh stock photos uh and uh yeah that's one of our top sellers Yeah, um, we uh, we have a representative here that works at Getty Images, <laughs> yeah. and we got this image, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, are we we only have now? Is it uh, time to talk about? Uh, Kimberly and Usman is that all I that's think left? It's time. Okay, it's time for Kim and all Usman. Right. But before we dive into them. Uh, let's just l- talk about the only other next time on we get for okay. next episode. Okay. So obviously, um, not in this episode, Memphis and Hamza. Next episode, Memphis wants to draw up a prenup, and Hamza doesn't believe in that because he's like, I'm not going to divorce you. She says, I need guarantees. So more fights next week. It's going to be a lot of fighting next week, so I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we sure that uh, Hamza knows prenuptial agreement? I don't think he's going to get it at first. And I think she's going to end up explaining. Yeah. It to him. Like, I feel like that. Yeah, she seems a little bit, uh, uh, confused. Like, uh, I, I, again, I, I don't know. Like, uh, that it seems like that maybe he's a little confused of like, uh, what the, the agreement details. Yeah. I wonder if, um, Memphis botches the explanation and then he just doesn't get it from that either. And mm-hmm. then they're just both talking about different things because I mean, look, we have seen them have communication issues about less serious things. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I, I need to collect myself to talk, before we talk about Kimberly <laughs> oh, and God. Usman. Yeah. All right. So let's take a, let's take a, a quick break. When we come back, uh, it's four segments of Kimberly and Usman. Get ready. Cause Get you're ready. not. <laughs> Get ready. All right. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Puya, last week on the podcast, I said to you that uh, if if Kimberly and Usman ever kissed, I would uh, say I would purchase a McDonald's dinner for you and Liana. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Oh, you should feel more than good. Like you probably are owed chicken nuggets after this one. Um, this was, you know, we talked about Ben. I was ready to getting, go bigger. I was ready to yeah. eat a hundred nuggets if Kimberly and Usman ever kissed. Well, I'm glad we didn't get there. I was because, nervous at one point in this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about feeling uncomfortable watching Ben. I felt the most com- uncomfortable watching these four segments. It was this is also lot. very sad. Oh, incredibly sad. Yeah. Okay. Now we started off that Kimberly seems to have crossed the line of demarcation. Uh, that uh, she is like uh, like putting a, a hand on Usman. They are seemingly like uh, you know acting a, a little bit normal, like a couple. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So that's it. Was a good start. Yeah. You know, they woke up at the hotel the next day and. She mentions that, you know, there's been a little bit of touching, like we're getting somewhere. She's glowing. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm glowing. And then she wants to push the relationship to the next step, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wants to start the sexual relationship. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. She wants that. And let me make it clear. We hear that a bunch of times this episode. Right. Right. But I feel like that, you know, Kimberly, I, I think, is approaching this the wrong way. Uh, I have oh. said on the record many times, I, I think that Usman has no intention ever to have any sort of a physical relationship with Kimberly. And he will make up any excuse. And, and Kimberly is like putting it out there. Hey, like we, we need to have sex. I, yeah. I think that Kimberly really should have like uh, had a smaller opening offer of Give me a kiss. Kiss me. Kiss me. Usman, I think, oh, no, 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 no. You can't kiss. You need to be in a, a, like, only a boyfriend and girlfriend can kiss. This is, no way. We cannot. We cannot. We have to have the meeting to decide if we will be the boyfriend and girlfriend. And then at that point, then we will have a a, a relationship. And then when we have a relationship, then we will decide when we will have to have a kiss. Uh, No, we cannot. But when she's, like, forcing it, like, hey, yeah, where's the sex? Mm-hmm. It feels like she was given an inch and then in return then now wanted the mile because Easy. he agreed. Yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. um, he agreed to spend the night in her room, even though initially he didn't want to do that. And then 
he has now agreed to move into her room. He feels like now, you know, the video's done. We can be in the same room and then maybe we see where it goes from there. And and mind you, I agree with everything you said in that Usman had no intentions from the beginning Ever. and is just slow rolling this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his arguments, his reasonings would be valid in a relationship where someone is maybe a little bit more conservative or, you know, wants to be official before they do anything. But like we see through that a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, Kimberly not only does not, but then also is doing the most and doing way too much. And really the desperation is in the air. <laughs> yeah. The stinky cologne. Oh, bad odor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Usman is going to pack up some stuff to go to Kimberly's house. That's the next mm-hmm. step in this relationship. Of course, uh, you bring you, once you bring a, a suitcase into somebody's house, that's pretty much it. That's like the big step in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. He's moving out of his hotel room into her hotel room. And then, um, as all this is going on, like she's getting ready and the producer that's with her asked her like, what's going on? What's the plans? And she's like, I'm trying to seduce Usman tonight. And I'm going to make the first move because he didn't make the first move. So I need to make the first move and I need it to happen. And then in a separate confessional, Usman tells us what he thinks is going to happen. He fully predicts it, Rob. Yeah. He says, yammy, 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 yammy. Yammy, 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 yammy. (laughs) Now, he seems pretty lighthearted. And the fact that when he's giving us the confessional, uh, talking about how I know what Ki- what Kimberly wants. Yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> um, he's not acting like under no condition will that happen. I am not about to give Kimberly the yummy, yummy. No way, right. Jose. I think not on my watch. Not in this lifetime, Kimberly. Rob, allow me to throw three percent back on the table. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there was a 3% chance that if this was like a fun hangout and they were just vibing and there was none of this pushing, he could have kissed her. I think there's a better chance mahogany is real. I think. <laughs> You're bumping up from 3% yes. after this? Yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, I would love it if uh, the uh, listeners of the 90 Day Fiance wrap up uh, could give us... Uh, we, would, we would love it if they would give us their yammy yammy on uh, the, on Twitter, at least. Please. that uh, We would love, love to hear. We'll know what it means. Okay? Yeah. If you send, send, the us, code yeah. send us send us the emoji. We would love it. Yeah. Send us the yam emojis there. If you want to leave a review on iTunes and you haven't yet, and you could throw just, a yam emoji yeah. there. We'll know yummy, where yummy, you Yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you do so we don't get it confused with the reviews for Joe Millionaire. Of course. Of okay. Course. All right. Different. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, actually, they should leave them on the 90 Day Fiance podcast feed. Yeah, go ahead. Robinsonwebsite.com slash 90 Day Fiance, number nine, number zero. Yeah, well, we love, uh, give us all five yams. All the yams, please. Five yams. This podcast <laughs> is five yams. Okay. <laughs> all right. So there's some guy talk with Slam T and Bad Moose. They're like, oh, we know what's coming tonight. They get it. They get it. Um, the the literal quote was, "Oh, so the payback for all the loyalty is love now?" Yes. Question mark. Because they get yeah, that. Just, we see Usman. He's sort of like, well, he's like, well, I'm not like 
physically attracted to Kimberly, but there are other things about her. She's very loyal. Loyalty, you know, I mean, look at Gino. Loyalty's mm-hmm. not instilled in everybody, Rob. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So Kimberly is getting out of the shower. Um, she is uh, gonna, she's putting on some uh, a negligee. Would you say? She called it a she called it lingerie. I thought it was more like a nightgown. <laughs> nightgown. Yeah. <laughs> she tells us, um, <laughs> uh, Usman's here. He brought the luggage. Hashtag I won. This is how Kim wins. She gets you in with a suitcase. That's it. She it's game set match over. Um, victory is Kim's. Okay. She has laid the rose petals all around the bed. Yeah, and what was it shape of a heart? Was it? Yeah, shape of a heart for yeah. uh, Usman, and you know that she's pulling out all the stops. Listen, he's gonna walk in. He's gonna see all this. He's mm-hmm. gonna be swooned. He's gonna throw the luggage on the floor, and we're gonna have the yammies. Mm-hmm. Okay, she says, uh, "Why don't you get comfortable?" Um, so Usman gets on the bed. And proceeds to take his shirt off. He's going to get very comfortable. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All right, Usman. <laughs> so maybe maybe Puyan Leon are getting McDonald's. It felt like that for a split second. I yeah. was like, all right, just let, let's decide which restaurant we're going to get these nuggets from. We'll get it uh, on the Monday, the 14th of February. Yeah. It'll be perfect. I mean, as he's laying in the bed with a glass of champagne, like I'm, I'm thinking, like, okay. Uh, but I think Usman is like, all right. Time to go to sleep. <laughs> he hasn't even finished the champagne. Nope. Like, All right, we're going to lights, lights out. Room full of cameramen and production people. I'm out. Good night. <laughs> Don't even turn the lights off. I'm asleep. And Rob, this is the beginning of the ridiculousness from Kim's side because Kim was like, sleep. I thought sex. And he's like, no sex. Is that what and- you want? <laughs> Does everyone want Good sex. <laughs> I mean, I think Kimberly would sign up for bad sex. I think it's fine. I mean, any sex. Any sex. Yeah. 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 I mean, you go with uh, hams of speed, whatever. Listen, Anything. Yeah. It, it's all it's all acceptable with, with Kim. But, Rob, I have never <laughs> seen anybody react this way after they were told no sex. <laughs> she goes into meltdown mode. What? When then? When are we gonna have sex? I'm legit gonna cry. Don't she? Like you have to tell me now. It was extreme. Do you have any of these sound clips, Rob? I didn't play sound clips. I don't blame you. You couldn't watch that scene twice. That's fair. Like, yeah, it was a look, lot. Look, uh, I'm not gonna say that. You know, the response from Kimberly is uh, not. Um, you know, the the first the first uh, response that uh, you know. I'm not going to say it was relatable content in any way. Okay. Uh, That being, that being said, um, no, this was very sad. (laughs) It was so like, I could feel the desperation in that room. She had just, it was like, she had reached her wits end of like, wait, you mean no, but you're here, but you moved in. Yeah. But everything should be going the way I planned it. Mm -hmm. Remember, This is the same woman who, when the season started said, I'm getting this hotel room. I'm getting the nice suite because after this video, he's going to, I'm going to make him move in with me and we're going to have a bunch of sex. And she thinks everything's going according to her schedule or should. Yeah. 
but just tactically for for Kim, you know, this is when she loses the war because now oh, yeah. like uh Usman has the high ground to say, see, Kimberly, all she wanted was the sex, said that I wanted the relationship and she just wants sex and that's it. Uh I knew that this is what she, what she was all about. And we mm-hmm. can't uh, when I'll decide when we're boyfriend and girlfriend and that's when we'll have the sex and it's not the right time and she's rushing me and pressuring me, and that's not what you know, my uh you know, for my uh you know. Uh, cultural reasons and religious reasons. That's not how I want to do things. And she's pressuring me. And then this is why we can't be together. And here's the thing, Rob, is that Usman told us all of these things pretty much, but he also told her all of these things. And she agreed to those terms when she traveled here. So he's had the, the high ground from the jump because she agreed to these terms. And I was upset that they're not changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Usman never said, uh, you know, did, did he allow Kim to read uh, certain things between the lines? I think so. I think so. Oh, I mean, a little bit. You know, yeah. he played he got his PlayStation. So, yeah, he got his uh, MacBook Pros along the way. Um, but basically uh, that he's going to, you know, storm out of there. They say that, you know, so if we're not in a relationship, no sex. OK, that's how you want it to be. Fine. And then he's I'm taking my bag. I'm leaving. And like. The minute he had said no, Kim also like you know started saying like if you don't want me, just tell me. It was like as if like if he doesn't do it, it's over because mm-hmm. he it's like he's owed her this, and I feel like she thinks this way because for lack of a better like feeling, she like love bombed him right with the gifts and the the expensive gifts and the I'm here for you, everything for you, and now doing all these like romantic gestures and expecting him to put out. He said no. He's mm-hmm. leaving the room now. He, he tells us that he would like for it to, you know, happen naturally. He doesn't like that it's happening like where it's got to be scheduled and and like transactional. He doesn't like any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, she, but she's also like, no. Please don't go. Please don't go. Don't leave like this. Okay. Please, uh, <laughs> come back. Come back. And so he left without the bags. Um. So Kim like chases after him and says, um, you know, come come back. And he says, no, bring my bag. She's like, I'm not bad moose and slam tea. I am not bringing your bag. <laughs> that is not happening. Yeah. All right. So she gets him back into the room. Finally. And then she wants to know, like, am I going to, am I going back to the uh, United States? Am I going to be heartbroken? Uh, survey says, yes. Yes. Yes, yes you will. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to happen. Okay. Maybe we should just go to sleep. Kimberly, she does not give up. She wants to have the sex. Yep. And Usman is like, but I just said I'm not going to do that. And she, you know, again, but like, I'm falling in love with you and you're not telling me anything. I feel like I don't know anything. And Usman throws, and this is the phrase, Rob, that solidifies I will not be eating chicken nuggets this season. He says, and I'm quoting, I love you in my own way. My own way, which is not what? a physical way. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not a love like you're be used to, but it's like, I love when you buy me things and, and talk about like how great you uh, I am. And, and also like, you know, dunk on all the people that are screwing up on the production, but not like, like a, a love, love way. Yeah. It's like, I love you as a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very loyal, very loyal fan. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, 
this gets like super awkward. Uh, so now Usman says, okay, I'm good night. I'm going to sleep. And so Usman pretends to go to sleep in a room full of production people. And then it's, it's really awkward as we like pull back and like see like <laughs> some like grizzled old cameraman who is just like in the room. Just sitting like two feet away from the bed with a big ass camera on the shoulder. <laughs> Listening to Kimberly rant about how she wants sex so badly right now. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to sleep. I want to have sex. And then she starts getting up and she makes. So it was already so awkward. Then she says, well, like now my son's going to cuss you out. Yep. Yep. This was a weird pivot. This is a weird pivot. Right. Okay. Because uh, Usman's like, "Um, what? She's like, yeah, (laughs) my son, Jamal, he's going to be, he's going to be pissed. Uh, And uh, he's going to. So uh, actually what what I'd love to do, Puya, if, if if you could. So if we may, if you're up for it, I would love to mm-hmm. role play the eventual conversation between Kimberly's son, Jamal, okay. and Usman. And I would love to play the part of Kimberly's son, Jamal, who find, is going to give Usman a piece of his mind. Sure. I'm game. I'm yeah. game. Okay. So hey. you have to start it. Hey, is this Usman, a.k.a. Soja Boy? Yes, King of Africa here. Yes. Uh, hey, this is uh, Kimberly's son, Jamal. Uh, maybe you've heard of me. Hey, my son, Jamal, how are you? Yeah, well, I just want to say that I am uh, not too happy with you, sir. Uh, so it turns out uh, that I heard about what went on between you and my mom uh, when she came to your music video shoot. You told her that you really wanted to be uh, have her there to be a potential for her. Yeah, that's true. She's a she was potential, and I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, and then she had you sleep in her room, and you wouldn't give her any sex. Is this am I? Is this true? Yes, I told her that I didn't. How want to dare have you, sex. sir? How dare you? My mom wanted to have sex with you, and you wouldn't give her sex until you she met some criteria. What is wrong with you? Just have sex with my mom. How could you? She wanted it. She wanted oh, I, the yammy yammy, and you she dangled yammy. that yammy yammy so close to her, and she didn't get any sex. None. Why won't you have sex with my mom? I am furious. Good day. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, is why it's very weird that this was the um, threat that she threw at him. That was very weird. You get back here and you have sex with my mom right my now. My son is Stop not going to be happy. Oh my god! And and he was livid. It was, it was like <laughs> this struck a nerve. Because yeah. I, well, I wonder if there maybe there's some issues with Usman and his own dad. Because he's <laughs> that uh, just, well, what he's like? Why? What is he gonna? What is he gonna do? Uh, I'm not gonna do with this because uh, this is what, how Usman looked at the situation. Because he's my, you have to get his approval. This is my baby. Oh, you have to get approval from him. Yes. No. It's my kid. That's what he is, wow. and that's what he will ever be. He's my kid. That's all he'll ever be. Wait, you don't even want to. 
You won't even hold hands with this woman. Now, <laughs> now, now her, her son? Yeah, J- Jamal is your son now? And he's only seven years older than Jamal, too. He'll do which... as he's told. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room, Jamal. <laughs> Jamal, you're grounded. That's it. No PS5 for you. You can't touch it. It's mine. Mom would have given it to you. But she gave it to me. You're my son. That might be what pisses Jamal more. He's like, you took the PS5 to him. You could have mm-hmm. given it to me. I'm yes. right here. And I guess the weird thing is also that they're kind of close to the same age. Yeah, just seven years off. <laughs> seven year difference. <laughs> he, yeah. He's my son. He will respect his elders. <laughs> like pick a lane, Usman. Either I want nothing to do with you or like in I my house, it. there will be no disrespect. <laughs> I love it because his immediate response was, I have no business with him. Like, why would he be cussing me out? Like, this is none of his concern at all. Which, quite frankly, even if they were dating, I feel like what kid is going to be, like, talking about their parents' sex life? I feel like no one wants that in on that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) got really weird. Uh, So then Kimberly needs to sleep. And somehow they end up sleeping in the same room then. I in in a world of unhinged that made no sense like he should have left at that point or she should have like someone should have left that bet should not have had two people on it that night so please, this is over now with Kimberly and Usman right I mean I don't Where see we go from here better she essentially blackmailed him and he didn't <laughs> give to that so it doesn't get any worse right like it just can't it simply cannot she can't think that there's anything going on after this she did tell us when she was getting ready that she was going to drink the champagne for liquid courage. I don't, maybe too I much. I didn't think it was, I didn't, she didn't seem like she was like drunk, drunk. She maybe could have been, it escalated way too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to say right here, Rob, I think you win. I think you win the, the wager we put on this. I think there's no world where they come back. I can't this. see a world where they're going to, you know, Look. Oh, you just wait. You just wait till Bad Moose and Slam T hear about what happened last night the next day. Like, th- this is going to get worse, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Should we look at our, our rankings from last week of, uh, sure. let's look at, like, who's up, who's down, okay? <laughs> okay, can you remind us what our rankings were left at last week? Who's up, who's down? Maybe this should be a uh, Google sheet so we can uh, adjust this a little bit more on the fly. Okay, Um Ben and Mahogany were number seven. Hard to Leave move. Hard, hard to move up. You can't be a couple if one of you doesn't exist. It just can't happen. Yeah. Kimberly and Usman, they exist. They are at least in the same place. In the weirdest dynamic on the season. Yes, I think they stay in the same now, place. Please, that being said, mm-hmm. if Mahogany exists, there's still they a get- 3% chance. That if mahogany exists, well, actually, no. Uh, think, according to according to Ben, it's a ninety-seven percent chance she exists. But in our mind, maybe a three percent chance that she exists. Yes. That's yes. still better than the zero percent chance that we give Kim and Usman. I, I think we have to bump up Ben and Mahogany over Kim and Usman right now. Or you want to wait till no? I'm, re- I'm ready now. <laughs> There's a well, better guess- chance Ben and Mahogany end up together than mm-hmm. Kim and Usman end up together. Well, I guess in all technicality, if Ben and Mahogany had zero progress, that's still better than Kim and Usman having negative progress. So for, they've crashed. Sure. They've crashed. Yeah. yeah, they bottomed out. Okay, seven. They go down to seven. 
Um, Better mahogany up to six now. Caleb and Alina are currently five in these uh, who is going to stay together rankings. I think the only person, people that could get like beneath them is Gino and Jasmine at this stage. And I don't, I'm not ready to do that yet. (sighs) Yeah. I still think, I think that there's a chance Gino and Jasmine could recover uh, Caleb and Alina. Come on. There's no evidence that they're going to recover or, or get somewhere good. All right. Mike and Jimena. Bump him up. The parents approved, Rob. The parents approved. He seems to be getting his act together. Tell me right now, is Jimena going to say yes to Mike? Yes. Okay. I think so. Even if it's with an asterisk, she's going to say yes. Okay. All right. Then uh, three, we had Johnny and Ella. Are we ready to bump Johnny and Ella down considering that we don't think that they're going to actually meet? I mean, I did say I wanted them to be lower. Um, we haven't gotten the payoff of, is she going to go to Dubai? I feel like, no, because we would have seen that footage potentially. I'm ready to throw them down. Throw okay. them throw underneath. Um, underneath Mike Caleb and Alina. Uh, underneath Caleb and Alina. I mean, at least Caleb and Alina met up. Like, I don't know if these two are even going to meet up. Yeah, so. but they met up and it didn't go well. Like, I feel like that at least like for Johnny and Ella, like, I feel like that there's a chance like, uh, like we get to the reunion show and they're still together. I mean, she timelined him. She said that if he doesn't like, she's like, I want, you know, a family I'm nearing 30. Like I, she has all these expectations that she needs to meet him ASAP. And if he keeps pushing that back, they might just break up. I think she's bluffing. (laughs) Okay. So then you want to keep them above Caleb and Alina. I'm fine with that. If I'm I'm John, I'll call. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so uh, then so Johnny and Ella are down to four. Mike and Jimena are at three. Uh, Memphis and Hamza, they had a bye week. Uh, they might move up to number one in the, in the rankings. <laughs> if he says yes to this prenup, lock him in. Like, they're going to be fine. At least they're still talking about getting married. Uh, this right. is just like complications. And then Gino and Jasmine, how far do they fall? So where did we leave? They, they were, were number, they number one. one. They were number one coming That's out of last week. nuts. Yeah, you move them beneath Memphis and Hamza. You definitely move them beneath Mike and Jimena. Do we move them beneath? No, I don't think we move them beneath Caleb and Lena or Ella and Johnny for mm-hmm. now. I think they're still together. Yes, they hit a big pit stop here. Now the question is, like the are they able race. to mend it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was not elimination leg for <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have to do a speed bump later, but not the good kind. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that i mean how, so how low are you going to drop them? are you dropping them to i'm um, looking at uh, that sam moore has a uh, spreadsheet going here of course um, so gino gino and jasmine are are you saying that they are how far down i think you put them in third i think they stay a notch above johnny and ella until we get more information there yeah um and i think we wait and see what happens there because the fact of the matter is we got nothing from johnny and ella so there's no indication of really where that's going to move but definitively gino and jasmine are now in a worse spot than they were last week oh my god there's still a couple unlike the bottom three so like i think i'm fine with third place for them i think i made a big mistake Hey, you're down third in the podium, guy. Yeah, you definitely goofed here. Can you imagine your Gino? And some woman has actually sent you nude photos. And you have the audacity <laughs> to be sharing them with another human being. And that human being being your ex. Like, do you think like, that maybe? Oh. Could the context 
Could the context of, the, of this conversation with the ex be that maybe that uh, Gino like said to his ex-wife at one point, like, hey, hey, send me send me, uh, you know, sexy pictures. She's like, no way, Gino. No way, you loser. I, I would never do that. No woman would ever do that. He's like, well, you'll see one day. He screenshotted that and then yeah. he replied with, remember when you sent me this? Mm-hmm. Look at and, and, and then she's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, Gino. No woman would ever send you a nude photo. He's like, oh, yeah. How about this? Yeah. So she like entrapped him. Maybe this is the most favorable interpretation that one could have. Like, uh, he's so dumb. Maybe he got tricked. Right. <laughs> Even th- like that's the thing is that if we have to think of these levels to have him be in a like, you know, he was so it's like, a very stupid. generous interpretation. Yeah. We're being very we're nicing him here. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. OK. Wow. Wait, anything else to say here with 90 day uh, fiance? I mean, Rob, all I can say is, did I think we were going to leave this week with Memphis and Hamza number one in the power? <laughs> rankings? Well, that's the best way to keep going is to not be on the show. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, your your relationship's ultimately better. Um, no, I mean, this is a weird, we're in a very strange place with this season now. I think it's only going to be more drama, which is more enjoyment for us, which I'm very happy about. Yep. And um, Rob, I think if you're up for it, I think watch the I tell-alls. will definitely, I will definitely watch it. Okay. Okay, because what we could, yeah, so watch the tell-alls, and then maybe if you're up for it, if you want to come on, uh, or we stay on for next week, and we talk about the tell-alls together for, like, the part two of it. Okay, I would, I would love to. I would love to. Yes. Okay. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. Okay. I, cannot I have wait. a lot of questions. Okay. Oh, and, and I will have a lot of answers. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Puya has the update on part one of the tell-all coming up uh, in just a couple of moments. Uh, Puya, anything else you want to say here uh, during the 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days uh, portion of our program um leave us the yams yeah. if you if yep. you can please do so and then if you, if you if you can if you can if you can yummy 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 yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> i will not be you know sending my son to talk to you so don't worry about that <laughs> that's fine your life's gonna be fine uh either way but then other projects coming up around here over on these RHAP streets big brother is uh, ramping yep. up we're getting there we're doing the draft soon so Check that out. Uh, live feed updates coming. Recaps coming. So it's going to be Big Brother Central for like three weeks. And Rob, we got an announcement. Mass Singer coming back March 9th. Wow. We got oh, that confirmation. Uh, the night of Survivor. Uh-oh. They love to go head-to-head, Rob. Mm-hmm. They love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, Does Buffalo seven. Eric now? Oh, my God. So we saw six of them, Rob. One looks like an ogre. There's a mm-hmm. lemur. It's We're back. We're back. Me mm-hmm. and Liana will be back for that. But that's like still a couple months away. So we're fine there and then yeah just stay stay t- i think you're going to want to stay tuned for the single life tell all because i think it's going to be a longer update because it was an hour and a half so i got stuff to say okay all right well looking forward to that of course yeah please tell you 90 or uh, sorry the celebrity big brother is back uh the amazing race is back we're still talking about joe millionaire and much more and of course if you miss anything you can catch it every week on the best of rhap on the weekly rehab up uh check that out every saturday we bring you the best of every week here on rhap of course uh thank you so much for listening take care everybody uh enjoy uh 90 day the single life right after this step into the world of power loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance single life portion of the podcast. Now, before we go any further, I have to give you this warning. I will be playing a couple of clips today from the tell-all. And given that this is the single life on Discovery Plus and is not on television, these are uncensored clips. So there will be profanity used. There will be explicit language used. So I'll give you fair warning. Um, if you cannot listen to this, you know, around someone that shouldn't be hearing this kind of language, I would say hold off until later. Okay. But that's the heads up you're getting here. Next week, we will have Rob on with us for this portion to talk about part two. I imagine there'll be less of, um, profanity usage there potentially, but here I needed to pull two clips. I put them in here. So I just want to give you the warning. We're going to give you the heads up because you know, with me, I'm going to give you all the information. I don't want you to miss out on anything. So it comes with the territory. All right. So. Let's move into the coverage. So part one of the tell-all. So every episode of 90 Day Single Life has been, what, about 40 minutes, 38 minutes? And I've, and I've commented on how good that is. One hour and 37 minutes for part one of the tell-all. And honestly, I enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun, the tell-all. Um, fun because it was messy. Fun because it was a lot of drama. Fun because um, these people are the worst, but they're also openly roasting each other during this. It's kind of like being on a roast with the dais and everything. Nothing is not up for grabs. Everyone went in on each other. Okay. So um, the way the setup here starts, you know, they give you a little bit of blur about everybody and how they've been doing whatever. Uh, Jesse and Jennifer are in Mexico. They are currently there on a vacation, I guess. So that's where they were. Uh, they were the only couple not there in person. Everyone else was there in person. And then they had a couple of people coming through video call, which we'll get to later. Um, and Sinjin does tell us that he's a little bit nervous about meeting Tanya after so long. Tanya is going to be in the studio. So there you go. Now they started with Debbie and for Debbie, Colt and Vanessa were also there because of course they were, they're all linked together no matter how you look at it. Okay. So, um, Debbie, first of all, you know, they talk about her transformation. She looks good. Sinjin jokes. And I think me, you should go on a date, which he says again later, uh, stop it, Sinjin. Relax. And then she talks about how it was, you know, scary going on the dating app. She had to get Colt to set her up with the dating apps. And that, um, you know, last time she was dating, there was like an office catalog back in the seventies where you'd go in, you'd look at some profiles on a catalog and then you'd make your picks or whatever. So, you know, it gives us a little bit of background there. And then, um, Sean asks Colt, Colt, do you think she's putting on a good effort with dating? Colt says no. He says you're basically you're you've gone on three dates and and you're not really putting in the work for it. If you want someone, you have to go out there and get it. Otherwise, stay home. And then they play us the clip of um the uh, the drive to San Diego with Colt and and Audrey the friend and Debbie and they play that for everybody. And ultimately, we get to the root of the argument here, which. Colt and Debbie have not been on good standing for a while now, and we find out it's because Colt feels frustrated. He feels like he can't do anything 
uh, for himself because he constantly has to do things for Debbie. He feels like Debbie is too attached to him and it's made him not be able to work independently as an adult human. He's having a tough time with that. He doesn't like that at all. And even during this conversation, Debbie tries to step in. Like, you know, I don't really, te- we haven't talked in a week. And Colt says, that's not true. When we landed at the airport here, I got 10 texts from you as soon as I landed and I'm being babied. I don't like being babied. He also says and accuses her uh, that she raised him to be subservient to her. And he doesn't like that. He's very frustrated by that. Then he drops a bombshell on us that Vanessa was pregnant when he was driving her to uh, Debbie to San Diego. And he couldn't even be there for her because he had to do this thing for his mom. And he's pretty much tired of being influenced by her. Now, you know, what we know is that um Debbie and Colt, they lost uh, Colt's dad, Debbie's husband, uh, many years ago. And they've kind of just been a two peas in a pod. Right. They've been living together. They've been together throughout the whole Larissa thing. They've been together now. But clearly now things are getting to a head where um, he doesn't want to be connected to her anymore. And he is frustrated by that. And, um, yeah, I get where he's coming from, but also he's kind of harsh to Debbie. But also Debbie clearly doesn't want to work on this right now because he keeps talking about it and Debbie keeps saying, "You do I don't want to do this in front of the whole world. This is embarrassing. I don't want to talk about this. And then we find out Sean moves over to Vanessa, asks Vanessa, like, what's been going on? And Vanessa's like, I haven't lived in, I moved out. I haven't been living with them for the last three weeks. And this is where we find the sad news that Vanessa suffered a miscarriage, actually. Um, so unfortunately, uh, Colt and Vanessa, um, through miscarriage lost their baby and they hadn't told Debbie that she was pregnant. They didn't tell Debbie any of that. So Debbie didn't know when she asked Colt for the seven hour drive, she did not know that Vanessa was pregnant. They kept it from Debbie and, and Vanessa mentioned more that she was frustrated because, um, uh, uh, Vanessa said she was frustrated because they can't do anything without Debbie. Debbie has to always be by the door asking whatever, whatever. So this gets a little heated and Debbie walks off the stage and Jesse through the video call asks, um, Colt and says, you know, Colt, well, now that she's dating, do you think this is a chance for you to, you know, become independent? And Colt says, no, it literally, no matter what happens, I'm going to, even if I move to a third world country, Debbie will show up and be like, well, is there space for me here? Like, where am I going to stay? So more frustration here. Then of all people to talk, because the last time these two were in a tell all they butt heads, uh, Big Ed decides to chime in with Colt. I am now going to play this clip. This is the clip that I gave you the warning for. Okay. So again, I'm give you another 10 seconds. If you can't listen to this part, um, skip ahead, maybe a minute or so, uh, just to make sure that you don't hear any of it. And then you can use the context later. Go back later if you need to. Okay. All right. Warning was given. Let's play the clip. Roll it. By helping and kind of what Jesse's saying is if you can support her more to find a man. Shut the fuck up. Support. I'm 36 years old. Okay, My calm. entire life okay. has been support. Hey, calm, Colt, do calm this. Down. Hey, Colt, I don't need to calm, calm down, down, Ed. Calm down, polar bear. Calm down. Okay, Why calm down. shut the fuck up, you fake piece of <laughs> shit? Hey, guys, let's chill out, man. Yeesh. Yeah, so this happened. Um, the idea of Big Ed calling someone a polar bear and gaslighting, I did not love. Um, although Colt was like... Relic not calm, but he wasn't yelling until Big Ed piped up. Then Colt went in on Big Ed and, and this happened and, and we see Debbie on another, uh, shot. She's in the backstage now and she talks about, well, I pay all the bills. They couldn't even live without me. So what is this? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we find out that the whole moving issue was that 
Uh, Colt said, well, he gave her 90 days notice, but she said, well, we have a lease we're tied into, so I can't exactly live on my own. I can't afford it. And, um, uh, Debbie did say that she did feel bad that they didn't tell her about the pregnancy and then she came back. So she's back on stage now. And I don't remember what she said exactly, but Colt said, I'm 40. I'm almost 40. Why can't I have my own ideas? Colt is so much feeling like he is not his own person, that he is just so angry about it and he's letting it all hang during this uh, tell-all and Debbie doesn't want it during this tell-all at all, at all. Um, and then she says, you know, I just need a couple thousand dollars and I can, we can move on from it. We can get out of the way. And then uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Jesse says, well, if it's only a thousand dollars, we can, you know, that can, we can make that work. And then they all joked about, you know, pitching in together to make sure that happens. Uh, Vanessa does tell us that she would only move back to the house if Debbie is gone. So that happens. And then, um, ultimately Vanessa says that one of her big frustrations with Debbie is that Debbie won't have a normal conversation with you. If she gets mad, she storms off and like slams doors and doesn't, uh, listen and yells and Debbie tries to deny that. Big Ed says, you know, counseling helped me tremendously. I think you need counseling. And Debbie fully denies like I don't know what are we going to fix? Like there's nothing to fix there. And, um, she also tells Vanessa, Debbie does that, uh, Vanessa effed him up, uh, specifically Colt. And this is where, you know, you look back at Larissa. She said Larissa effed him up. You look at, um, Jess, the other woman that Colt was dating for a while. She said that, he, uh, she effed him up. I do think that Debbie doesn't want to lose Colt. And I think that finally now Colt has come to this realization that he's not his own person. And I'm happy that he's trying to change it. I'm happy that him and Vanessa have plans to move forward together, you know, for all the uh, awful things Colt has said and done in his past. Um, I'm happy that he's actively trying to do that. But then him and Debbie need to work this out. And I say this as someone who fully believes that we have not seen the last of Debbie or Colt on the franchise. They're 100% coming back in some capacity. It's just a matter of which um, uh, spinoff show are they going to be on next. I honestly could see Debbie on season three of The Single Life. I wouldn't be shocked. So that's where their story kind of is left, okay? Then they take a break. They come back. Big Ed time, okay? You ready for Big Ed time? No one should be ready for Big Ed time. Big Ed's the worst. But Big Ed... They immediately say, well, would you like your fiance to come out? All right, come out, fiance. Here comes Liz. And before I speak on any of this, let me air my frustrations with TLC, with this franchise. The whole season, since the last episode, except for the finale, every episode of the season was about Kaori. Every episode of the season was about him courting Kaori, Kaori not liking his advances, Kaori being frustrated that he is trying to push this relationship when it's nothing there at the moment. And Kaori wasn't mentioned once at all. In the one hour, 37 minutes, the name Kaori did not show up. Now, maybe there's a chance that Kaori didn't sign a waiver and said, I don't want any of the footage with me in the tell-all or whatever. I'm assuming, though, like if you've if you've already signed off to be on the season, like they've used Coyote footage, they can. Either way, they can at least talk about her. That wasn't mentioned. Not even a talk of like, you know, someone you date, you were pursuing on this season. None of that. It was all about Liz and Ed, which makes sense ultimately because they're the ones engaged right now. Coyote's not in the picture. 
But like, why did you waste my time then for what, eight, nine, ten episodes of Coyote when she doesn't even matter to the plot? I'm still very frustrated about that because y'all know my feelings on Big Ed and I was uh, subjected to watching him for so long and his storyline didn't matter. All that mattered was the finale scene where out of nowhere, oh, he's engaged. Okay. So Liz comes out. They talk about how they're in love and Big Ed, you know, they, they, Big Ed goes off on this anecdote that, you know, on the ride over to the hotel, he was asleep and he was tooting and that when you uh, fart during a relationship, you know, you know, it's real. Stop it. Um, they talk about how they were broken up for six months. That was mentioned. And then I will say this. No one in the cast is on Big Ed or Liz's side at all. Everyone was against uh, Big Ed and Van- uh, Vanessa. Sorry, Big Ed and Liz. And uh, I can't see why not. OK, so. He talks about the story of uh, proposing to her about how, you know, uh, he came back home and this is when Teddy had passed and he got the flowers from Liz, found out who it was. They spent the night. They slept like in the same bed or whatever. The next morning he talks about like, are you my true love? And she says, I'm your love or whatever. And then he goes and gets a ring that day, proposes pretty much that night. And she says, well, I thought, you know, the ring might have been repurposed for someone else. But then he showed me the receipt and I know it was real that he had bought the ring for me that day. And we find out that none of Big Ed's family wanted to be involved with him or this tell all. And it's because they felt hurt because he didn't talk to them about it. He just up and got engaged without talking to anybody about it. And they were definitely upset about this. I imagine that. You know, we know that there's been drama with Big Ed and Liz all over, you know, the Internet. She leaked a phone call of him being very shitty to her. And this was all over Instagram. This was all over the subreddit. And like they both tried to cancel each other like multiple times. So when you do all those things and you hurt each other, then how can you expect your friends and family to root for you when you get back together? It's like, oh, you've looked past it. But sometimes the families have a hard time shaking that kind of stuff. So I totally understand why um this was happening and why this was frustrating for the family. So they're not there at all. OK, but we find out that they broke up eight times during the time that they were dating on off and on eight times. And apparently every single one of those eight times, Big Ed had someone else text the breakup messages to her so he couldn't figure out his words and he would um get someone else to message, which is annoying. Just, you know, say what you got to say. But and honestly, do I trust the complete validity of the fact that someone else was texting for him? No, he might just be using that as a proxy to be like, well, every moment that I was being toxic and terrible to you in those texts, that wasn't me. It's a great way to kind of break free. But he says also, we're going to keep that person anonymous for what? Huh? For what? Anonymity for what? You're, you're lying. Stop it. Anyways, then um Debbie actually had a great zinger on him, which I don't think Big Ed understood. And if anything, he took it as if it's a normal thing. I'll play the clip. Then we'll talk about it. You got to wake up. And you're not in love with her. You're using her. You are desperate. Who's not? You're desperate. Who's not desperate? What? What? Okay. So... She says you're desperate, which totally makes sense, right? Big Ed is desperate for companionship. He's desperate to be in a relationship. He's desperate to, you know, have a partner so much so that he tried to push it with Coyote. When Coyote said no, he completely stopped talking to her altogether. Uh, she, uh, Liz comes back into his life one night, immediately proposes. He is desperate and we can all see this, but then his response of, 
who isn't everyone else pretty much um everyone else and i don't understand the number he's done on liz where liz is completely about him liz is defending him liz liz you know doesn't agree with any of this then stephanie hits her with a low blow that uh liz took very offensively stephanie said that you know he essentially bought her a ring and that's how the relationship got fixed so the ring was kind of like a bribe and Liz was like, listen, you know, there's some stuff being said. This was the lowest. This was pretty low of you to say. I can't believe you said that. But like, doesn't it feel like that a little bit, Liz? Just a little bit, maybe? Anyways, um, then everyone starts ganging up on him. They're like, big head, like, how many people were you with during those six months? How many people did you try and be with? Blah, blah, blah. Stephanie then also says, you know, I see this as a codependent thing. Um, They are disillusioned by the idea of love. Stephanie actually, like had great commentary on the other couples and like very logical answers and explanations, which I was not expecting. I'm not going to lie to you. you. You typically don't expect that um, from Stephanie, but here I was thinking, okay, Stephanie preach. Cool. 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 Um, and then Stephanie also brings up, well, like you tried to get him canceled. Like this is actively a thing that happened. And she was like, yeah, but like, you know, he also said things and I said things. And Stephanie's like, yeah, I guess hurt people hurt people. But like, you know, is that okay? No, it's not okay. Then they get Ed's friend Rich on the call. So obviously his family don't want anything to do with him. Here comes Rich. Rich, allegedly, because like Liz kind of throws the line out after Rich did not side with Big Ed. Allegedly, he is the uh, composer of the text messages, the breakup text. But Rich tells us that he talks to Norma, Ed's mom, every day and that he is firmly on the side of Norma because um, he says that it feels like you pushed everyone away and you have become Team Liz, but then you don't care about your family. You don't talk to them. You're not sharing with them. You drop this bombshell on them. And when he said the word bombshell, Big Ed kind of got offended and said, I didn't drop anything. I didn't even get a chance to say it because apparently he told his daughter about it first and then the daughter told everybody. So even still, like if you think of someone who like for me, I had to like think about it, put it in uh, like myself and those in the shoes of like the friends and family. If my let's say my sister, if my sister's dating someone who is completely horrible to her and like the breakup and is saying very offensive stuff to her, mean about her, blasting her on the Internet and then they break up and I'm like, OK, you know, you got you're amazing. Like you'll find someone better. And then she gets back together with the guy and gets engaged to the guy within a span of 24 hours, 48 hours, and and didn't tell me or any of us that anything was happening. I would feel a little, some type of way about it. It's like that is my family that that was, you know, pretty much dragged on the Internet streets with like shame and insults hurled at her. And now everything's fine, you know. And also, let me say this. My sister is amazing. Big Ed is not an amazing person anyway. But like if this is family and the family's overlooking all the other stuff and are focusing on that, I kind of get it. But anyway, um, then Sean mentions like, you know, obviously like your family didn't want anything to do with you. Like, and then he gets defensive about that. He's just like, I have 12 nieces and nephews and like relatives here. Obviously, I'm sure they're not the ones reached out to. You're talking about specifically my mom and my sister. When you have to whip out the family tree to be like, well, these two distant cousins, like they would have showed up. That is not a good endorsement anyways. OK, not a good endorsement anyway. And then basically the cast kind of to sum it up said, you know, they're meant for each other. They're both insecure. They're both selfish. 
Um, and this was coming from Rich and everyone was like, preach, Rich, you got this. We like you. And then word of a prenup comes up and Liz says, I would sign a prenup. I would 100% sign a prenup. Ed says, no, no, you will not. I will not make that is not going to happen. Um, I'm not going to let that happen at all. So Ed says, I don't want a prenup. Like he doesn't want her to sign a prenup, even though she says she'd be willing to do it to prove, you know, that she's in this for the love. Anyway, so then they take a break and the cameras go over to Natalie and Stephanie who have left the stage are backstage now, you know, chilling in the green room and they're talking about the prenup. And Natalie says, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, if she, you know, really likes him, she should sign the prenup, blah, blah, blah. And Liz overhears this and Liz, you know, uh, puts her head through the door and says, hey, I would sign a prenup, but you heard him there. He said he doesn't want to put up a prenup, so I can't sign anything that's not there. And Natalie clearly doesn't understand that. I was like, well, just sign it then. I was like, well, there's no prenup. Natalie frustrated the hell out of me this episode, but also Natalie's not really featured in this episode. Her, her and Mike are going to be on next week, which we will get Rob's take on, which I'm so pumped about. That's going to be great. But uh, Natalie was infuriating here. Um, again, this is like all the worst people in the world. It's like all the supervillains from all the franchises are together and one of them's right in a conversation. One of them's wrong, but they're all awful. So it's very weird to split the hairs. But again, we move. Okay. Let's move on to Sinjin. So Sinjin is here now and he's talking about how he's happy with his fresh start. Tanya's waiting on the wings to get on stage. She's in like the backstage area, just watching everything go down. And Sinjin is asked by Sean. Is there anything you miss about being married to Tanya? Now, if you are a nice person and if you truly had a a relationship where you still love the person, because he does preface everything by, you know, I, there's still a lot of love between me and Tanya. Even when he said nervous, like, I still love her very much. Anything you miss from being married to Tanya? And his reply, and I kid you not, was, yeah, I would say splitting the rent. You know, when, when I was at Tanya, she covered a lot of the, like, you know, the bills and stuff and like paying the stuff. And now that's all on me. What are you, the 23? Like, that is ridiculous. The fact that this was his answer is the biggest slap in the face. Um, imagine Tanya about to pull up to the stage finding this out. Like, what is, what are you saying? So then Tanya comes on and then they talk a little bit with Sean, you know, a little, little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then the segue comes into, no, Tanya, we've heard like you want to, there's like some other ventures you're trying to go towards for money. And Tanya says, yeah, I'm thinking about feet picks. You know, they're, they're a pretty big market right now. And, you know, I saw Stephanie, um, get a lot of money. So, you know, I thought it'd be a good avenue. And then they go, Stephanie, do you sell feet picks? And Stephanie says, well, first of all, I became a millionaire over this past year, you know, feet picks, some other picks, uh, selling some stuff through jars. And that's when they're like, what is that? And she says, well, I've been selling my farts in jars. This is obviously before the medical stuff that went down a couple of weeks ago that she's like now retired from this uh, venture. But she talks about she's a millionaire through all this. And I was like, OK, 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 cool. And um, Sinjin joked to Tanya that he would subscribe to her like feed pick website. And I was like. Sinjin, relax. You can barely make rent. Save your money because that answer, I'm still recovering from it. That was a lot. So then they show us the video of the the heartfelt goodbye between Sinjin and Tanya when they hugged and stuff. And then he drove to Arizona. Half the cast starts crying. Stephanie's crying. Sean's crying. Everyone's holding back tears. It's a whole thing. And then they get into the nitty gritty of the relationship between Tanya and Sinjin. And Tanya basically tells us, I felt like... um. He 
wouldn't change. He wouldn't listen to me. And like, I tried so hard to keep up with him. Like he wanted to, I told him, I want you to lay off the drinking a little bit more. But then every day he's like, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's, what, what, what should we do? She said, I drank a lot while I was with him to keep up with him, to make him happy, try to go out with him to keep him happy. And then Sean asked, well, um, Sinjin, what did you change while you were in the relationship? And Sinjin, with the audacity that he accumulated throughout his life, looked at the camera, well, looked at Sean and said, oh, I didn't change much. Um, I, you know, I stayed the same, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, Stephanie brings up, well, you know, it's not so much about having to change in a relationship, but maybe you're getting older, make some compromises. And then Sinjin again replies, well, no, that's when you find the woman who would do these things for you and uh, with you and like is just like you. And, you know, they gave a good clap back of, well, you know, someone could have all the similarities with you, but you don't connect on a personal level, on an intimate level. And that's a fair point. Sinjin showed his whole ass in this reunion. Like, I think what's evidently clear to me is that Sinjin is not ready for a committed relationship. Sinjin wants to do the party life and, you know, uh, hang out, have some beers, go bar crawls, go clubbing, um, he wants to live the bachelor life is what I feel. I don't think this man's ready for a committed relationship. Maybe like a long-term girlfriend is in the books, but not someone he can live with, not someone he can plan a future with. Because quite frankly, when your answer is, I miss splitting the rent, you can get a roommate. But when you say that to me, you are not ready for a relationship whatsoever. I felt so bad for Tanya. And like, again... Feeling bad for people that everyone's a villain is weird, but that is how I felt bad for Tanya. Hearing everything Sinjin said and Tanya sitting right there, I felt bad for Tanya. I felt so bad for Tanya the whole way through. Uh, but anyway, they said that's all for now, but Sinjin and, and Tanya, we're going to talk to you soon because in next week's episode, Tanya's mom is going to pull up to the live in person into the studio. We are not ready for that. Tanya's mom is going to suplex. Sinjin, like Sinjin, especially if he keeps talking like this, is not going to end well for Sinjin, okay? We move on to Stephanie. I will tell you this up front, okay? If you have time, definitely watch this tell. It was fun. It was worth it. I have uh, scrubbed a lot of the Stephanie interview because I brought it down to a couple bullet points because she gets into the ins and outs of her sexual experience, and that's pretty much the focus of it. And I don't want to retell it. It's weird. Um, and I did, and I couldn't clip five minutes to play on the podcast. So first of all, first news flash, Stephanie has lost her celibacy, folks. Boom. She did it. The celibacy is done. Um, she talks a little bit about her hairstylist, Stephanie, who we did see her try and kindle something with. She got ghosted by Stephanie and she said that she believed that while, um, she is bisexual, that Stephanie was probably more bi-curious and wanted to experience something and maybe it wasn't for her. Okay. Nothing happened with Fred. We already knew that from the last episode. And then she tells us that she met a man that she traveled to Paris for. And within the first hour or like night of being there, they hooked up and they did all the positions and she names all of them by name. She did all the positions and that, um, they have this like open relationship where, you know, everything is firing on all cylinders and they feel a lot of things for each other. And she loves it when he spits in her mouth. Again, I'm not going to go beyond that. I want to give you an example of kind of the stuff that she was talking about, which is why I don't want to do a five minute recap on all of that stuff. But the key thing here is that they talk about, oh, they're in kind of like an open relationship. Sean asks, what does that mean? And Stephanie explains, basically, it means that, you know, if I meet another woman that I like, I can, you know, 
get to know her. And if we want to introduce her to like our relationship, we can. And then Sean says, oh, so that means no men. And um, Stephanie says, yeah, no men. And then Sean asks, well, what about him? What can he do? She says, nothing. Um, he can't. And then someone asks, oh, can you watch? Like, yeah, he can maybe watch. He can touch me. He can interact with me, not with her. And he is not allowed to talk to any other women. And he's not allowed to add anyone on Instagram. Literally what she said. I don't know if she understood how hypocritical this sounds, but hey, if this is something they've both agreed to, who are we to say anything, right? Um, in the moment, I did feel like, um, does that seem like an open relationship to you, Stephanie? I don't think so. It's an open relationship for you, not for him, but whatever. That's not my business. I don't want it to be my business. I would like to get out of that business and talk about Jesse and Jennifer. They're the last couple now in the part one that got any sort of conversation going. Uh, that means Natalie, we're not going to see till next week. A couple of them are going to have more scenes next week as well, but Jesse and Jennifer. So like I said, they were in Mexico while this was happening. So they are live through like Zoom. Uh, they've been dating for seven months. They're currently planning to move to Spain and live there permanently. That's the plan. And then we got uh, two segments with Jesse and Jennifer. It was a lot less about them. Everyone else kind of, you know, the more focus was more on their conversations, their stuff. We got Kakwa in on video call and the focus was, hey, Kakwa, did, did you two have sex? Did that happen? And Kakwa, you know, jumped around the question and said, you know, a gentleman never tells, basically. And the cast essentially said, uh, that means you did something. Just say no. If you didn't do anything, that means you did something. And Jesse says, you know, I believe what Jennifer says. If Jennifer told me nothing happened, then nothing happened. But Jennifer's demeanor changed every time Kakwa came up, too. So my take is I think they definitely did something. I think she told Jesse nothing had happened, and now she's committing to it. Like, no matter what, deny, 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 nothing happened. Because also, or nothing did happen, or nothing did happen, and Kak was just playing coy because he wants it to seem like something happened to keep himself interesting in this instance. But that's all they said. Um, Kakwa argued that, you know, sex doesn't mean necessarily... Uh, just, you know, the conventional sex, it could be hugging, kissing, being supportive of the other person. And the whole dais pretty much said, no, it doesn't. That doesn't count. We're specifically talking this plus this. You can fill the blanks in again. I don't want to do it. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jennifer decides to pipe up and argue that, well, you know, actually hugging can work if there's like, it's like a tantric thing and you can achieve completion by hugging. And people were like, well, that's not, that doesn't count as sex though. That's not what we're saying. We're saying sex is specifically this thing. So orgasm doesn't count as sex. Uh, There's a whole debate here that could be had, but I'm not going to have a one-on-one debate with myself right now. Um, And then Jesse says, well, you know, if Kakua hugged Jennifer and felt something good for him, but like, that's it. That's all I choose to believe. And then we move on. And by move on, I mean, we stay with them, but we move on to the next segment, which is here's Tim and Veronica Tim being, of course, the first person uh, Jennifer was on before the 90 days with a couple seasons back. Um, so now Tim is here and Jennifer hates this guy. Jennifer immediately is hurling insults at him. Tim is trying to be like cool, calm, collected and be a little shady, but like, you know, classy shady in that you're not raising your voice. You're not actively, you know, calling someone a B word kind of thing. You're just like, you know, kind of throwing little jabs. She's going full in, all in, cussing him out, everything. And then um Tim and Jesse get into it a little bit. 
and it was just not comfortable at all. Uh, it ends with Tim saying, and I'm quoting, can someone put a muzzle on her already? Referring to Jennifer. And then that gets Jesse riled up. She's like, don't talk to my woman like that. And then the episode kind of ends on that cliffhanger. There's gonna, I think we're going to pick up with them next episode. So the next time we talk about this, Rob will be here to tell us what he thinks. Um, so that's where we are. That's where they leave us. The next time on, like I said, uh, we saw uh, Tim and Jennifer continuation. We saw Tanya's mom. We saw Mike and Natalie get into it. Mike is going to be via video, by the way. So I think there's going to be more there. Uh, they only excused only two people said goodbye and left the studio. And that was Colt and Vanessa were uh they got the goodbye it was nice for you to stop by everyone else is still there so we can still get more stories on everyone else but that is where i leave you this was extremely hard to to shove into 30 ish minutes but listen i tried i tried to do that um there is a lot more of it if you want to go check out the uh, tell all it was definitely worth the uh, watch i do recommend that and then if you could leave a rating and review five star, please, uh, over on our pod feed, that would be very much appreciated. It helps people find the podcast. It gives me feedback on what you think about the podcast. And it would mean a lot to me. You can go over to robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's number nine, number zero day fiance would mean a lot. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there three, four times a week. Have a good time there. Definitely come by. Say hi. Appreciate that. And then Big Brother's coming back, like I said earlier, with Rob. I'm excited. I'm going to be doing the draft. And then once the season starts, you're going to hear from me on Life Feed Updates. You're going to hear from me on Recaps. I'll be all over the place. You know, you know how I am. Uh, and don't forget, if you've listened to this podcast, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on the reviews, throw a yam our way. Throw a yam emoji or a yammy so we know you did. And uh, we, we see how many how many people are yammy. Okay? <laughs> I appreciate you listening this far. Thank you so much. I hope the warnings helped. And I'll catch you next week with Rob talking all about the next episode of Before the 90 Day and Part 2 of the Single Life Tell All. Till then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>